Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I am buzzing with today's guest. We've got a 19-year-old guy on called Thomas Atkinson. He is England's amputee goalkeeper. How you doing, mate? No, I was just born without my left hand and my left foot. When people say, like, oh, does it feel weird? But really, it's all I've ever knew. By the age of nine, I got offered the chance to go train with England. I mean, I started my career off at Newcastle and I made my debut when I was, like, 15. I mean, to have 18 caps by now, I'm, I'm very happy with that. In amputee football, you use crutches when you're not feeling it. If I had a crutch, I'd just be going around in circles. I could not use two crutches, so I'd probably be useless there. When we recently played at the Nations League, uh, which we won, and I got goalkeeper of the tournament, came off the back of that. I mean, it was hosted in Warsaw uh, in Poland, so that came off that. There was, uh, like, well, there was, like, opportunities. Like, might be able to go playing for Legia Warsaw. And I was like, mm, I've... I think, honestly, I think so. Like Even just chatting to you for briefly, I find you really inspirational. I mean, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and have two hands. You've got to accept what you've got. Like, the cards have been dealt. I think you've got a huge career ahead of <laughs> Thank you. you, not just in the sport, but in the social media yeah. aspect of it, mate. I can see you going really far. I really appreciate it. Thank you. What a save from Mark Howard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. I am buzzing with today's guest because there's going to be some stories that I've never heard before, and uh, I'm really intrigued into a, a lot of what goes on. Uh, what many of you won't know is I've got a 19-year-old guy on called Thomas Atkinson, and uh, he's actually an England international. He plays in Poland for Liga Warsaw, uh, it's a, it, but he is... England's amputee goalkeeper. How you doing, mate? I'm absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's been a long way to get in. I'm buzzing to get this started. It's class. Yeah, mate, honestly, like, uh, I can't wait to hear your background stories and stuff like that. And I really appreciate you coming in. I mean that from the bottom of my heart because it's something that's opened my eyes up. The more research I've been doing into you and your career <laughs> and uh, the actual the rules and the regulations of being a, an amputee footballer, it's actually an incredible little world. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's not seen by a lot of people. I mean, it's an absolute pleasure to be here to start with. Uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to share my story and obviously to a wide audience and show like disability sport and like especially amputee football and myself. So yeah, ma- massively appreciate the opportunity. So uh, being an amputee footballer then, yeah. uh, can you run me through your... how you? Break down your body. Yeah, so um, best way of saying it. <laughs> so uh, when I was just a baby, I don't have like a traumatic story. Like some people have got to deal with like your yeah, cancers, your yeah, accidents, stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'd say I'm lucky as in the 
spectrums in like I don't I didn't have to have go through that trauma or uh, incidents so I was just born with it I've got a boring story when some people say like do you get bit by a shark I was like I sometimes tell kids yeah to get bit by a shark just just for their engagement they want to hear that yeah definitely um, all the birds yeah exactly <laughs> they, they want a story or something like that you can wait till someone hears in like a bar or something like that you got bit by a shark and then everyone wants to know your story but uh, no I was just born without my left hand and my left foot um, so realistically when people say like oh does it feel weird or how, like, how do you do this? Does it feel different to this? But really, it's all I've ever knew. So when they say, like, does it feel different? I can't I can't really give an answer because I don't know what it feels like to have two hands. Yeah. So, I mean, you get your own ways about it. So, I mean, I'm used to it by now. This this is my usual. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and have two hands, which would be very <laughs> weird. But, yeah, I found my own ways about it. Yeah, obviously, being a, an amputee goalie then, uh, one of the rules is you have to have uh, an amputated arm, yeah, yeah. don't you, or hand, don't yeah. you? So obviously that's like one of the biggest fundamentals of being yeah, a goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting into being a goalkeeper then was would have been a weird start. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you say people like, oh, like, okay, you play football. Like you've, you've seen some people like with one arm playing football. I think there's a woman in America called, um, I think her second name is Pickett. And she plays with one arm. And you say like, all right, okay, what position do you play? It's like goalkeeper, right? Okay, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> if you've got one hand, it's probably the best position. Well, the only position you wouldn't put you is probably in that. So explaining that's obviously a, a pretty hard run, but uh, I, was, I played mainstream, like I played like outfield, and I, I love playing outfield. I still I still play a little bit outfield, still yeah. back myself that he's an outfielder. Um, but obviously opportunities came around, and I mean this was a requirement to play for England, and I mean what have you got to do to play for England? Oh, I mean unbelievable. I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah, no, exactly that. But you could qualify to play outfield anyway because of yeah. your amputated foot anyway. Yeah. So, like, you've got the best of both worlds, really. Yeah, I, I mean, you could say that, but, like, I'd be mega versatile. I could, yeah, I could have a goalkeeper and striker in the same yeah. guy. But, uh, no, I don't, in amputee football, you use crutches when you're not fielded and goalkeepers have uh, restricted. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, if I had a crutch, I'd just be going around in circles. I could not, uh, I could not use two crutches, so I'd probably be useless there. But Right, can you t- can you run us through some of the rules, then? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, amputee football is a seven-a-side game, 50-minute um, games, uh, smaller than, obviously, uh, mainstream uh, games, but some people like that. Some say it's a bit like more bite-sized things. Yep. I mean, like I think a few companies try to run like the smaller games. So, um, yeah, fifty-minute games, seven aside. All outfield players uh, use crutches because they're missing a leg. But doesn't matter like what part of the leg. Like some people lose it right at the foot. Some people lose it by the knee. Some people just don't have any of the leg at all. It doesn't really matter uh, as long as you're on crutches. Goalkeepers have an arm deficiency, so they'll play with their arm like pretty much inside the top. So yep. as in like I mean I'm lucky as in regards to like. I've lost my arm, like just missing my hand. hand yep. uh, but some people might lose at the elbow or like, the shoulder or like in between. Uh, so just keep it fair. Everyone plays with their uh, arm inside the top, just to keep it as a level playing field. Um, goals are smaller than eleven side goals. They're about nine side goals. Sometimes a little bit bigger in between. Um, yeah, apart from that, I mean, it's very hard to explain. You probably best to just have a look at it. Yeah, like, it, like yeah. I was saying, I was doing my research and watching yeah. something. Like, oh, it's, it's actually incredible and yeah. how competitive it is. And like full blooded, it's like yeah. people proper challenging and yeah. they're on crutches. And I thought, like, that's one of the things that like people don't really understand. Isn't like the field disability sports and say, like, oh, it's like, oh, inclusive or like it's just nice to like have like a platform to play. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely like it's, people want to win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's a major like men's sport. I mean, like, if you look at some part of like disability football, um, some people are just happy to be there. Whereas everyone wants to win. Like yep. you're playing for something, you represent your country and there's no way you're just going to get on the pitch and be like, oh, I'm, I'm happy I've got a platform to play yeah, football. Yeah. You've got you go out and represent your country, so you've got to put everything on the line. I, I mean, I know you're only aggressive. 19 as well, right? But uh, the sport itself is obviously yeah. f- from looking at it as growing as well. Yeah, yeah, massively. I mean, I probably came into like 
the right time. So, uh, like, 10 years ago, I mean, the sport was nowhere near it is now. I mean, we've got, like, loads of sponsors and, like, uh, like it's massively building. I mean, it's professional in many places. Not in England quite, but um, in, like, Poland, Turkey, it was for a little bit in Russia. And there's, like, loads of money coming into it and it's a great time to be a part of it. So I'm I'm blessed in my position, really. Yeah, no, right. We're going to crack on with uh, uh, some quick-fire questions. And yeah. I'm going to come back around to everything, uh, especially planning Poland, which is yeah, just yeah. incredible. <laughs> uh, the England stuff as well, right? So this is just some light-hearted stuff. Yeah, okay. So I've got uh, ketchup or mayo. Honestly, Neve, I'm not a sauce guy. Not a sauce no, guy? No, very controversial. Not a northerner, loves gravy no. or anything. I can get on board with gravy. Yeah, there we ketchup go. Ketchup mayo, though, I'll stay away. Yeah, well, obviously, you, you live in Carlisle now. Yeah. You're from Carlisle. Yeah, but born and raised. I mean, yeah. you'll know it yourself. So uh, I, I like it. I'm, I'm from, like, a smaller city, and, like, my stories quite helped me. As in, like, I'm just, I'm, like, one in a very, very few in Carlisle, whereas if I was in, like, for example, London, I'd be, like, one in, like, a million with a similar story. So yeah. it's really helped my background being from Carlisle. Yeah, no, obviously. I, I played at Carlisle for a yeah. year and that, and it's, it's a tough place. Yeah. It's cold yeah. and yeah, I know. wet. <laughs> very, very it, wet. It really is cold. I remember watching you in the stands. Yeah. Um, I went to Carlisle game, and I was like, that, that probably went, was it, would you say one of your best seasons? Uh, yeah, well, obviously, uh, it was a different role for myself. It yeah. was like to try and help the club stay up. And yeah, like, we yeah. were under Kosh heavily that yeah, season. Major. We went through a couple of managers and... I, I really enjoyed my time because I took yeah. on a massive leadership role in a dressing yeah. room. So not only was I like trying to do the best for me and play mm -hmm. as best as I can, but I was trying to Monday to Friday help the lads out yeah, and try yeah. and make the place better and try and improve the professionalism. And yeah. oh, it's quite small-minded at the moment, Carlisle. And obviously mm -hmm. the new manager, Simo's come in yeah, and yeah. he's trying to change that and trying to get it back to where he had got the club mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been great since he came in. He's like massive in the community and stuff like that. So... Yeah, it's class to be part of Carlton. I'm in League One now, which yeah. is uh, that's class for them. I wasn't expecting a promotion from them, but yeah. hey, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Is. Right, uh, favorite goalkeeper kit color? Oh, I'd always go black. Yeah, I like a black. I, I like matching my gloves and like boots and kit, and I like to go like black boots. Yeah, so I like the matching combo. Yeah, so, nice. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm I'm a boot and glove combo. Yeah, it has to be done. Uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what's the favorite stadium you've played at? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, I should have thought about this before I came here. I couldn't tell you, to be honest. Give me like, uh, if you yeah, give me like worries. five minutes, yeah, I'll come back get it. Uh, right, get so it. who's your favourite ever goalkeeper? You don't have to say me. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly I, I know he's quite recent. I'm not going to go like historic. I mean, I'm only young. I'm going to say Jordan Pickford. Yeah. I, mean, I model like a lot of my style about him, like yep. the way I like I act, the way I act on the pitch and like and the way I like play football. I'm, I very much like idolise him as in regards to like like the playing with his feet, the strong northern the, lad. The, the very yeah, very if similar to to me really in it. Um, very loud, yeah. very like boisterous, he's quite cocky and he so I can relate to That's that. I like nice it. that though, right? Uh, yeah. movie or box set? Movie, movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, World Cup or Champions League? Gotta be World Cup. Gotta yeah. be. Has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, how tall are you? Um exactly six foot. Nice. So a little bit small for a goalkeeper, but I mean well, like you said, you're playing a slightly smaller goal anyway. Smaller net, so I mean, I'm not, I'm still not tall by any standards, uh, not like yourself. Yeah. But um, nah, I've, uh, I've got no problems in this. I like it. You're not going to get chipped and yeah. other things like that. Right. Uh, I definitely don't. Tea or coffee? <laughs> I go tea. I'm not a massive drinker, but I go tea. Right. And then finally, right, it's the last minute of a game. You mm -hmm. can uh, save the penalty to win the game or you yeah. can score a goal. I'm going to say save the penalty. Oh, yeah, yeah. The absolute scenes. I know you can say like, oh, goalkeeper's going to penalty is unreal, but... 
I think the atmosphere, like you've seen it, like it's unbelievable. But like, especially when no one expects you to make the save. Yep. Like everyone erupts, fans erupt, players erupt. It's unreal. Yeah, nice, right? Uh, I'm going to kick this off with like I normally go back to the very start. Then, yeah. right? So, when did you first play in goal, and yeah. what was it that just drew you right in? Yeah. So, um, obviously, I played mainstream for ages. I played mainstream like since as soon as you can, like get into a team and kick balls for like five or six, isn't it? So like um, that's like Sunday league team or little yeah, leagues and yeah, stuff like that, training sessions. Yeah, or... like I started going like I was always one to one. I've always like a, always had like an extra coach on top, just like I was part of like a footballing family. So I mean like they always wanted like an extra training session or like another way to play football. So I'd always train with a team, have another coach, and then uh, about by the age of nine, I got offered the chance to go train with England, which came about for um, I was just at a football camp with like in the school, summer holidays and just playing football uh, with Cal United, and then uh, I got referred through the Cumberland FA. Uh, a woman called Jess, which I can't forget because I mean she started the story. Then I got referred to the England program, and I went train with them when I was like nine year old. And I've been there that's ever amazing, since. Really, yeah. really, like obviously from nine years old, you you got yeah. into that system and to have developed over the last ten years yeah. and the the coaching, the opportunities that you you've yeah. gone on to have. Massive thanks to Jess. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, there's always going to be that person that's got to got to push the first yeah. step, got to make the first phone call, and I mean that's a person that did it for me. So. I, Kind of got to give my career to it. Yep, uh, like you said, uh, you, you you've loved playing outfield and that. Yeah, yeah. What was what was it be about being a goalkeeper that you was like, you know what? I, I think you've always got a bit of a screw loose. Everyone says it. I mean, like no one can say like, oh, let's just jump in there and everyone kick a ball against me. You've got to have a little bit of a screw loose. Um, but I don't know. There was just something instantly when I got into it. And I realised I, I was a bit above average. I'll yeah. say. Um, and I was like, you know what? I could proper kick on here. Yeah. And I like it. And I mean, like with the opportunity to represent England in that. I was like, that's me. Like, I'm, I'm all here for it. I'll put everything towards, like, working towards that goal. And uh, see, at nine years old, I can't imagine yeah. ever getting a, an England call up. Yeah, yeah. What, what was you feeling at that time? I, honestly, I didn't know what to think of. My dad sorted it more than I did. He just said, like, oh, we've got, like, a training session. We're down in Lancashire, like, Leyland. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I mean, I, hadn't, I wasn't used to, like, the big travels by then. It was more like, oh, I'm not going to last in this car journey, like, stuff like that. And then, but, like, once I got the chance, like, I'm representing England here, I, like, I watched, like, the men's play. And then it was my training session afterwards, and I was like, whoa, like this is pretty cool. And then from there, I mean, at nine year old, I didn't think I really like appreciate the position I was in. But um, obviously, years later, I mean, the opportunity just came about it. So, yeah, it's class. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously, like at nine years old, uh, there wouldn't have been loads of other players your age group. Yeah, no, was it like, a very mixed age group? Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. It was, it was more like branches like under 16s. Uh, I think everyone was similar to my age, but um, it wasn't even a big session. Like in regards to like MT football, you're getting like, you'd, like normally you'd maybe get like a, in a say under tens, you'd maybe get like in your academy you get like maybe like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. That MT session, like it was on like the very like ten years ago now, we maybe had like six six at a session, which obviously you'd say a smaller smaller Small team group, yeah. than that, but. At that point, you think like, oh, that's not great numbers, but that's also but un there. unbelievably good though from the English FA that they try yeah. and bed you in Oof. really early. Yeah. Well, we're absolutely no affiliation to the English. Oh, you're not? No. No. See, see how we've got a different badge. Oh, of course uh, you have. Because yeah. we don't receive any funding from the FA. Not, Amazing. Not even a penny. So all the money that like England have got to like take is through sponsors. So like we're heavily sponsor reliant. Um, it's got to be like like small businesses, like large businesses. Uh, come across as sponsor stuff because I mean it's, it's a registered charity. Yeah. So when you're representing England, you think, wow, he's going to be. There must be pay, paying laws. I mean, like if you look at like when like Sterling makes an appearance for England, he gets like his England England fee, isn't he? Um, but with us, like you won't, you can't pay. As in, like the FA is not involved with us, so we're just heavily sponsor reliant. So everything's going to come for like us or. Do, do you think that there's room for that to change? 
Um, I mean, they've came about um, in the past few years. I mean, with the sport like rapidly developing. I mean, it's everywhere. Like it's one. Of the, I'm pretty sure it's like the top disability sport in England, yeah. which is quite a great title to have. Amazing. But um, the offer they gave towards it was really like a blanket offer that wasn't really like like specific towards our needs. Not very like understanding of how big our uh, program is. So I think that uh, that's went away for now. But I mean, they're more than open to it in the next coming years. But uh, it's got to be an offer that appreciates what we've done. Yeah. So obviously you're saying the sponsorship sort of. Yeah. Like that must be obviously the be all and end all for the, yeah, for the yeah. sport and it, heavy reliant on that. Uh, yeah. And without them, you wouldn't have been able to do the opportunities that yeah. you have had and the, the, the sport in general wouldn't have grown without the small businesses backing it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's like a family, like sort of a environment where, you know, like this isn't going to get done if this doesn't get done. Like you can't just say, oh, like we'll pluck this amount of money from the FA or like we've got all these like receipts to like, we'll pay for this. Absolutely no problem. Whereas it's going to be like, oh, they've donated like, like maybe like 30,000 towards yep. you or like 50K um, to try to support your journey, which is like incredible. So like any sort of donations or like sponsorship that we can get towards a team, like it, go, it really does go a long way. And it's yep. not just one of your big group of sponsors like you know you'll see like sometimes on like match days sponsors you get like there's like loads whereas ours is not there's not as many so like it's all like very like one big one big family in regards yep uh, and w how often were you joining up with england um so we'll do with the national team um nowadays we'll we'll do maybe like once twice a month um which will be like a full week i mean i'm there this weekend um so we'll do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you'll leave and then you'll go back. You'll have like obviously your domestic leagues. You'll obviously be training away from the programme. You've got like England programmes to give you like uh, like strength conditioning coaches, nutrition, etc. So it's like in regards you'll say it's like a charity, but like it's a very professional setup yeah. in regards sounds to it. It sounds the, incredible. The, the, there's everything there um, that the professional level would have. Yep. Uh, and obviously, uh, when you're coming through at that age, are you, so you, are you signed to a team? Are there a lot of teams up and down the UK? As someone that's quite yeah. naive to it all, yeah, um, not so many as in regards to like you'd say as a professional club. Like you're never normally like an hour or two away from like a professional club, no yeah. matter what level it is. Um, but um, there's not many. Uh, so there's it's like it's always up and down as in like programs are introducing stuff. Like I mean, I started my career off at uh, Newcastle and I made my debut when I was like 15 in yeah. the league. Which was class, and I mean, they, yeah, they they gave me the platform to play and like get me involved in the England setup, and then I went to Portsmouth, which I still like semi play. I mean, I'm in the, playing the Champions League soon in Portsmouth, and um, so I mean, there's many teams. You have got like your Everton's, it was Man City's, Arsenal's, Chelsea, uh, Brighton, West Brom. I mean, there's lo loads of big teams, even like your small teams, like your Peterboroughs and stuff like that. And um, but like obviously programs come and go, and like there's obviously you can't get like, just pluck like like 10 amputees from like a random area you've got to have like a bit of interest got to yep. have a bit of like ability about you so and it's a lot of traveling involved oh, then yeah, that major. people wouldn't realize like you're saying yeah portsmouth for instance yeah i know you've been based I, in I carlisle i couldn't get any further away really no, exactly so yeah. the the commitments that you have to make mm -hmm. and give up and your, your own personal life must have taken a little bit of yeah, a suffering of but for the for the love of the sport that mm -hmm. you, you're you so invested in mm -hmm. it like how how hard is it that aspect yeah. Especially when, like, I'm so young, like, I mean, I'm 19 and I've still got, like, I'm trying to pursue, like, a professional career while well, still have, like, a childhood, really, isn't yeah. it? Uh, I know I'm probably out of that stage now, but, like, obviously you're socialising, like, oh, your mates are going out and be like, oh, sorry, I can't, I, like, I'm playing, like, with England or, like, I'm training, like, I've got a match day or something like that. Like, there's a lot of sacrifice you've got to make, but, I mean, like, to get to a point where, like, you can say, like, oh, I've won this, like, I've got these, I mean... The sacrifice you've it's got to make, it. isn't it? You've, you've got to really do it. Yeah, and like I said, uh, the the sport's growing, and the mm -hmm. teams that you've already said, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, do you find that the transfers are, are, are strange? Obviously, I'm going to yeah. lead on to how you get into <laughs> playing to Poland. Yeah. But like, uh, are you moving clubs constantly? Is um, it because of uh, location, mm-hmm. uh, the size of the club, yeah. the support that you get? Yeah. Um, obviously, it depends. Like, some people move very often. Like, some people might even like stay like one club a season. But I mean, I, I mean, I'm probably one of the people that I'll play for where I'm needed, uh, wherever, wherever can benefit me. I mean, Porto have given me the opportunity to play like Premiership football. Given the opportunity to like play on national television, like play with like the England players, play against the best people like week in, week out. So there's a lot, a bit of moving about, but then um, obviously you get like international moves yeah. now, which is like, that's the major one. And that's what I've recently came upon. Yeah, obviously, uh, let's go on to, to signing yeah. in Poland for League yeah. of Warsaw. Like that is just in itself is unbelievable. Don't even, like, yeah. obviously, I've, I would have loved to have played abroad mm-hmm. in my career and like I've had a few offers, but mm-hmm. they're not realistic. So yeah. like for you to actually go and do it at 19 years old is actually mental. Yeah, I know. I it was never something that I would have thought about. I always thought like, oh, I want to play for the biggest clubs in England. But then um, this offer came about, I mean, when we recently played at the Nations League, uh, which we won and I got goalkeeper of the tournament. And then it came off the back of that. I mean, it was hosted in Warsaw uh, in Poland. So that came off of that. There was, uh, like, oh, there was like opportunities. Like, might be able to go play for Legia Warsaw. And I was like, I, I think, honestly, I think so. Like there was, wasn't something that was instantly like, holding me back. Um, and I thought, you know, I might as well, I'm still young. I don't yeah. have like my commitments of like, I don't have a, like family. a family to pay for. I don't have my children to look after. I don't have my house mortgage, stuff like that. I thought it was a perfect time to do it. I might as well do it now. Um, and I've loved every minute of it yeah. over there. It was yeah. class. What's the standard like out there compared it, to yeah, in England? Um, see, in England, it's a lot of like, you'll play against a lot of like English players. Um, so it's a lot of like, you'll play the similar players. You'll know how they play. You play with them all at the international level. Yep. Whereas over there, you're like, I mean, on my team, was like loads of like Moroccans, Spanish, Polish, Germans, I mean, it's very international. So you'd say like the levels are higher, yep. uh, in my opinion, as in you'll get like, you get something new. Like you'll, you won't be facing the same team. You won't know how this guy plays. I mean, I, I, you learn the patterns of playoff, like your players you play in week in, week yep. out. Whereas over there, it's something brand new. It's like a new setup. I'm, I'm adapting to the change all the time. I've never played against these guys before. So it's a, it's a challenge, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Is, is that their, their scouting systems better? Or is it just that they pick people up at all the major tournaments and yeah, stuff I mean, like that? And... I, it's probably like the major tournament. I mean, it, it's very well funded in Poland. I mean, it's professional. Like, it's fully paid sport and like in Turkey. So, like, they have the chance to go, like, oh, we'll take an English player or we'll, or we'll like this guy. We've watched, we've watched his clips. He's pretty good. Um, so, I think it's just the fact that they have the facilities to be able to do stuff like that instead of in England, like, or do you want to come play for us? Not like, oh, we'll we'll give you the money to come play for us, or we'll give you the yeah, yeah. like facilities to come play for us. We're in England, it's like, oh, if you fancy it, sort of vibes. What, what's the logistics like for you playing in yeah. Poland? Because I know we've been speaking for a couple of weeks now yeah, and yeah. Uh, trying to work out a date for you to come <laughs> in, and you, you'll be like, oh, I'm flying out this day, <laughs> and uh, I'm not in the country that day. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of travel. Like I say that I'm regularly based in Carlisle. Um, it just means I'm going to do a lot of traveling, a lot of like coming back, leaving early, uh, coming back very late at night, missing like large chunks of the weeks. But I mean, once again, it's something you've got to sacrifice. Yeah. But uh, I don't mind the travel. Like, honestly, I don't. I've, I've been doing it since I was very young, as in like playing for teams that aren't very close. So I came like the, the car was like It'll my be second easier to get to Poland than it is to Portsmouth. Honestly, it is. It takes way <laughs> less time. Like to go from like Manchester, like two hour trip to like Warsaw. Yeah. And then boom, I'm in, I'm there. Whereas like nine hours to Portsmouth, I was like, rather not. No. So obviously you're flying out to Poland. Yeah. Uh, for a game training. Mm-hmm. How long are you out there for? Um, on like, on like four days, five days. Right, okay. But um, I mean, I've only recently went over there um, and you don't really play during the winter. So I'm like, I'm, I'm in England for now. Yeah. Because uh, it's like mega cold over there. You got like sub zero. Yep. Like I thought Carlisle was cold, but over there it gets way colder. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll go back out there in like January, February time and then, 
be back out there for like the chunk of the season. And then uh, that your season is how long? Um, I think the Polish season, I mean, it's my first season involved, so I think it's about eight, nine months. Yep. It's very much like a summer sport over there, yep. which probably makes sense. Uh, yep. don't, you don't have them like freezing nights and like uh, you're cold rainy night in Stoke. You don't <laughs> quite have that. So um, it, it's all right. I mean, eight, nine months, it's a, it's a nice season to have. It's not like a, a full year. Yep. So, we'll so take Obviously, that. you've only just moved then, so you, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a new experience. It, yeah. You're clearly really excited yeah, about yeah. it. It must be so... It's daunting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is is there a little bit of nerves, or is it just pure like yeah. this is what an opportunity this is? I was I was mega excited. Like I thought, like oh I can't wait. And then like we met with like some of the staff, like they gave us all our tops and stuff like that. And I was like I'm proper getting into it. Like, I'm proper excited. Um, but then from that, I was thinking like I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous. And like we got there, and I was like none of them spoke like a, a lick of English to start with. And we're like oh this is gonna be a long time. We had our translator, and they were like they'd say a joke. And then, like, 10 seconds later, we'd hear it, and then oh, we'd have to laugh. So, like, you get a bit of lag, and then you, like, start getting a bit, like, it's just, like, the Polish guys and the English guys there, um, which was hard to start with. But after we got playing, and, like, after we after we started playing well, especially, um, that's when you can all start being part of a team. And it's very much like a team environment. I don't feel like I'm just, like, an outcast, as in, like, I'm just the English lad that doesn't speak a word of Polish. Yeah. Um, it's very much like a team environment now, so there's nothing to be nervous about uh, anymore. How long have you signed for? Uh, oh, I only signed in maybe... June, July. Yeah. But what's your contract length? Oh, 18 months. 18 months. So, so uh, are you planning to learn any of the language? Yeah, I mean, I've started getting on board. I mean, Have the, you? Yeah, they'll teach me a little bit. I mean, they might just tell you, sometimes they just teach me the wrong words. I mean, they'll just say like, like I, I, I was going about once just saying like completely the wrong thing and everyone was just laughing at us. Like um, I wanted to say, uh, uh, one of the physios handed me a water uh, and instead of saying thank you, I said hello, which made no sense. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was interesting, but, I mean, it's a really hard language to learn. I can imagine. I mean, like, like Spanish, you get taught in, like, skills and that, and, like, French, you get taught in skills, like, when you're young. But Polish, I mean, you, you won't have a clue. Like, if I told you to speak better Polish, would you? No, not a chance. Yeah, I, no. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know where <laughs> I would to the exact start same. either. Yeah, I was the exact same. It's a lot of, like, ch and v and z. Like, a lot of them sounds which aren't really common in English language, so... Yeah. It's a hard, hard effort. So even like now that you're back in England and that, are you, yeah. are you still trying to work out like pass, uh, yeah. block shots? Yeah. Are you trying to work out left and right like yeah, yeah. so that you can then talk to yeah. your defenders? Yeah, or... I mean, their English is like okay to okay. a decent extent. Their, their English is better than my Polish. Yes. So like I can have a decent conversation. It's a lot, very like broken English. Yeah. But um, obviously I, I'm, it's, it's on me to like learn to be able to communicate with them better. I mean, it's going to help my performance. It's going to help them as well. So I'm trying to get the grips of it. I'll, like, I'll do like maybe like, like session every two weeks that's that's me at the moment yeah uh, until i got back over there and hopefully this could help me out but uh it should cause out my brain like that yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, as we've said right so it's a, it's a huge honor to represent your country you made your debut at just 17 yeah. years old uh in the european championships in greece yeah uh you've brought lucky enough you've brought your one of your caps in from turkey as well uh you went on to win goalie of the tournament like it's a whirlwind you've You've had quite an introduction, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. In a very short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've had, I've had quite a very like exciting career. I mean, there hasn't been like a, I haven't went through like a very long period. Like you go for like a long period of like, much like you're a young player, like being like number three, number two, and then like you eventually get a chance to be number one. I've been, I haven't been fast tracked by any format. Like I've, I've had like your, you obviously have to go through your tournaments. You have to accept you being number two. You're the young lad. You've got to gain experience. Yeah. Really, everyone's got to go through that stage. Um, and then obviously I've got my chance to like go be like starting for England. And I mean, I don't always start, like I don't, um, but like recently I've get a lot more starts than like I've had in the past. And I mean, I've reaped the rewards really. I mean, we've, we've got the uh, results to show for it. Yeah, no, obviously winning, oh, you can say it, but Eng- yeah. England won their first trophy in 30 yeah. years and yeah. you were obviously in the team that did that. Like, yeah. that's an incredible achievement. You probably don't oh, realise. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, 
I mean, first major trophy in 30 years. I mean, the last time we won, I wasn't even alive, no, exactly. which, which is incredible. Um, so, like, I was so proud to win. I mean, like, even the way we done it, I mean, on foreign turf, um, we are against uh, Turkey in the first game. No one had beat uh, Turkey in open play since 2018. Wow. Uh, they're, like, fully funded, amazing, like, facilities over there, um, fully paid professionals. Like, when someone's paying... Uh, to play amputee football, someone's got all the facilities available. That's their full time job versus someone that's like, it's just like a pastime, like a hobby. It's the, and we can imagine it's very hard. It's very different. Um, so we went and beat them 1 0, and it was the first clean sheet that anyone ever had against them since 2014. And I mean, I was that guy in that. So I mean, that, that was incredible. I, I'd won a really good game as well. Um, so beating them was unreal. Then we beat the horse Poland 2 1. Then in the final game, we, had, we beat Spain 1 0. I mean, the scenes were incredible because we were definitely the underdogs. I mean, yeah. we were probably like the third favourite going to the tournament. So, I mean, it was unbelievable. Yep. What was the, the celebrations like? Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> I mean, no, because it, it's not even, it's not great. Um, obviously, you get all your, like your changing room, like everyone's going mad and stuff like that. But like, we're not allowed to drink like over there. So we were thinking, we were like, oh, like, we'll have a beer in the changing room, something like that. Yeah. But like, they just didn't let us. And I mean, they're going to kill me for saying this online. But uh, no, we weren't, we weren't best friends with that, but... Hopefully now that we're used to got that tournament experience, we've, we now know what it's like to win. They can trust us, so yeah. uh, we'll see what it's like in the did, future. Did they not throw you a party when you got back and stuff like that? Yeah, 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 to be fair. Um, I'll give them that. Uh, when, when we got back, we had a celebration yep. um, like in on our, our turf, on our reels. We're not in a foreign country anymore, yeah. so I kind of get them in that regards. To, but uh, yeah, some of us were a bit gutted then. See, like we're saying about winning the first trophy for uh, the, uh, the amputee, yeah, right in thirty years. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, it's like and we're saying about the the involvement and non-involvement of the FA. Mm -hmm. It must have been a really good achievement to just feel oh, like right. you stuck it in their face a little bit. Proper major. I mean, I think we don't feel like a, like a chip on your shoulder, but like when you get an achievement like that, and then you feel like you know what we did this without you. Yep. I mean, it'd be amazing. Like we need the funding like we'll, we'll want them on board but yeah. I mean like to know that we can do it by ourselves I mean that that feels class I mean yeah. like, you, you don't have to be self-reliant you uh you can you've got the facility to go get these major trophies you can do it like we've shown that we've got a winning squad without having all these major sponsors without being like fully paid pros yep uh, and obviously like I was saying to just put it in their face but it must have made them almost have a look at it and go tell you what imagine what they could do if we helped them a bit more yeah, exactly. I mean, if we can win the tournament against the best teams in the world uh, and do it without their support, uh, imagine what we could do with it. I mean, the facilities, I mean, like the even like the engagement we could get off, like growing the sport, it could be incredible. I mean, there's, there's no way to even see what level it could get to, but yeah. uh, it could only be exciting, really. Um, so going out to Poland and to yeah. Turkey and Greece and you're saying that other like, leagues are professional and uh, there's a lot more investment in them. Do you... Does it make you like go? Oh, I want to experience more of that. Yeah. Like, do you want to? Obviously, but would you like to also help bring that back to England and yeah. see the English league transform? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd love to like have the experience that I have in Poland in England. Yeah. I mean, that'd always be the dream. As in, like, you get like your local teams and your clubs that like you you made support. You're playing for them. Uh, as you can imagine, that'd be something that, that you'd really be proud of. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if it, if it's not currently in England, it's not currently there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wait around and like waste my career away. Yeah. I might as well go explore these opportunities that are abroad. And I mean, whether they're in Turkey or Poland, I mean, I'm all on board for it. I mean, whatever I've got to do to get the best out of my career or yep. not waste it. I don't want to look back in 20, 30 years and think, oh, I could have done this. Like. I've missed an opportunity to do some of that. I might as well just do everything I can now. No, that's amazing. It's really refreshing at 19 years old yeah. that you're actually willing to do that. Most, obviously, 19-year-olds will be thinking about their mates and about mm. 
college and uni and but like you're going now oh, i've got a goal this is what i want to do mm-hmm. i've set some set my own personal goals i'm going to go out and achieve them yeah i mean it, it's hard like I, i'll always like want to have time with my mates i'll always want to be uh oh what we're doing tonight that's what we're doing this but uh it's not always available i mean there's always stuff you've got to do important like you've always got to train you've always got to have your your team meetings your calls with your physios stuff like that yeah so what realistically it's your work like work-life balance really isn't it yeah and like levels yeah. of professionalism you still yeah, exactly. have them yeah exactly so i can't just go out and like get drunk with like the lads or something like, i can't do that yeah not not what i'm trying to achieve these like major goals not when i'm trying to like go win another trophy not when i'm trying to get england to the best we can be not when i'm trying to like win champions league stuff like that yeah and the sacrifice you've got to make but i mean i'm willing to make them at this point yeah <laughs> <laughs> proof's in the pudding isn't it? exactly exactly that um, when you get stuff to prove that your process is working, yep. you're on the right path. I mean, it's very refreshing to know that this is one of the ways or something yep. like that. But when you, you started playing football at six, seven, eight years yeah. old, like obviously you would never have even dreamt it. But when Absolutely did that, that goal yeah. become a reality? That you're, Or was it at nine years old when you first got your call up? Or was I, it a few years down the line? And Honestly, it was just playing because I loved it. Yep. Like At that point, I mean, it still always is that. Like That's always a goal. You're playing football because you like, you like the sport. You're not just playing because opportunities there you've got a contract to play yeah um but i was wondering really about when i got to like the under 21s program and i was like I, like we were playing in like the tournament stuff like that i thought like i could go on and like represent england properly i mean yeah. like whatever like where that is whether i'm just like a number two whether i'm like on the edge of the squad or maybe i can push on and be the uh number one but uh i mean the, ju- the journey's only really starting now i mean like most people don't normally break into the first team by 19. So, yeah. I mean, to have 18 caps by now, I'm, I'm very happy with that. So. That's what I mean. But you it, could still be picking up, like, under 18, uh, under 19, under yeah, 20, course. under 21. Of course. Like, yeah. Obviously, if the, the the goalkeepers below you in age group, they've yeah. probably set their sights on achieving what you've achieved. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, uh, do you ever look at them and think, oh, that's my age group, like, how far ahead am I? Or I've got to be on my toes, I've got to work harder because they're going to be pushing me soon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, especially with, like, our England programme, we've got absolutely no problem with putting, like, the young players with the England squad. I mean, we've got a current lad training with the England squad just, like, 16, um, which, are, like, it just shows, like, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Yep. Um, and then you can obviously gain experience with other people. I mean, I was, in, I was very young when I started training with the squad. But, obviously, it, the opportunity arises. There's, there's always going to be someone uh, younger than you that's always pushing to be in the shoes that you're in. So it just shows you've got to work hard. I mean... I don't know when the next uh, person's going to come across to get a challenge for my place, but uh, I'm always there for the challenge. So <laughs> That's the way it should be, though. You, yeah, you, absolutely. Should, you should thrive off the challenge and you should mm-hmm. embrace it almost. It'll yeah, make you better and yeah, make them better. It definitely makes you better. Like, you know, like a, a number one battle and number two, uh, whether you've got a battle for it, whether there's even a clear number one or a clear number yeah. two, it's always going to make you run better. I mean, I've got a, a lad at England called Kieran Lambourne. He's at, he was the uh, number one when I first got involved. Now we're like neck and neck, really. But I mean, I've learned so much off him. And I mean, I've... I, I hope so. He's learned, he's learned a lot of me. But I mean, like me not being able to like walk into that team and be the number one, or him not being able, able to just walk in that team and be the number one. I've, I can imagine it's really helped us both across yeah. our career. Oh, brilliant! Right, uh, I've got our quiz now. Uh, right, I've filled you in yeah. before. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go on to goalie or no goalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one point for each correct answer. And I've yep. got, so I've got five international goalkeepers and five random names from. I normally do it off who you follow on social media yeah. or a bit of background I've done on you. So, uh, you ready to start? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Bit nervous, aren't you? I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. curious. That's what it is. That's the way you're putting it, right? Yeah. Right. So, number one, Yunling Yang. I'm going to say goalie. He is a goalkeeper. <laughs> he is a China and Shanghai port goalkeeper. Good. Really Yunling good. Yunling Yan. My pronunciation is terrible. And no, I think you've bossed that, honestly. I think you've bossed it. <laughs> right. Number two, 
Robert Ozels. Not a goalkeeper. He is a goalkeeper. Oh. He is a <laughs> goalkeeper and Ordo Riga. Respect to him. Yeah, looks tough guy. Him. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with him. He no. looks like a bouncer. Yeah, he does, yeah. Tough. Right, number three. Olanjide Olatunji. Not a goalkeeper. He's not a goal. You know that, the name. Is that KSI? That's KSI. Yeah, yeah lovely. I'm young enough. You, can't get, yeah, you exactly. can't get that one on me. I'm young enough for that. I've actually, for all of yours, done yeah. for your era. I've done oh, all yeah. like YouTube, Twitch yeah. and gamers. Love that. Love right, that. So like, this is right, a little yeah, bit on yours. Right, number four, Zander Clark. Zander Clark's not a goalkeeper. He is a goalkeeper is for mm. Scotland and Hearts. Oh, Respect him. Like, rare that beard, by the way. Yeah, it's big beard. He was at St. Johnson with one of my yeah. fellow uh, goalkeeper coaches that I used to work with, Paul Mavis. Speak really well of him. Good lad. Yeah, he's... Right. What Take you... that on the chin. Two out of ten. Yeah. Uh, two out of four so far. Right, number five, James Donaldson. I've heard that name before. That's a goalkeeper. He is not a goalkeeper. Oh, I'm having a mare. He is Mr. Beast. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, I know it's Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, he's, he's known as the videos as Jimmy. Yeah. Real name, James. Yeah, fair, fair game. Yeah, fair game. A, like a, it's a yeah. bit of a trick, mate. A oh, I've, heard, I've heard that. It, it, it rang a bell. Yeah. I, I was thinking it was some sort of like like local, like League One sort of goalkeeper, but no, I've had all of them, are, the, the non goalkeepers are definitely non goalkeepers. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that mean. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right, number six, Benjamin Bushell. Benjamin Bushell is not a goalkeeper. He is a goalkeeper. Oh, he is I'm a Liechtenstein bear. goalkeeper. And <laughs> Fair game to him. Fair yeah. game. So all the names are meant to throw you, mate. It, yeah. The, the game is a trick. <laughs> right. Okay. Right, number seven, Morgan Bertwistle. Not a goalkeeper. Not a goalkeeper. That he is not a goalkeeper. Go is on. It, is it Moggs? No. Oh, it's big angry ginger. Isn't angry ginger. What a character, by yeah. the way. The what a character. Too, you know. Yeah. Have, have you seen him play? Yeah. Oh, oh. he plays outfield as well. Yeah, I rate does. that. Yeah. He loves a tackle, doesn't he? I've watched him like TikTok and stuff like that. You get his little clips in. He's a very funny guy. Yeah. I watch his reaction stuff. Yeah. Where he watches someone else do stuff and he's just in the background laughing. I, yeah. like, I think he's brilliant. It's like United, United. Oh, it's <laughs> funny that. Good lad. Yeah. Right. Number eight. Darren Watkins Jr. Darren Watkins Jr. I'm going to say not a goalkeeper. He is not a goalkeeper. Do you want to have a guess who he is? Couldn't tell you. So I show speed. Is it? Oh, <laughs> Honestly, I just, know, I just know him as speed. I couldn't even tell you what his real yeah. name was. 
Cristiano Ronaldo. Sui. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she is charity again, by the yeah, way. Oh, oh, mate. That was not a pinnacle of when football. He's that giving it, it to Clattenburg, the ref. Mate. Yeah. That's the best bit. <laughs> See the penalty as well. Oh, my God. You can it's tell the he's worst penalty you can in properly the world. tell he's like absolutely bricking it. Yeah, like, yeah. And they've even tried to get him a goal. Like, is it, like I think KSI's borderline gave him the ball to score. I mean, his reaction would have been amazing. Imagine the fans' reaction as well. Yeah, I know. I could tell he was like, he was borderline, I think he was in borderline tears when he yeah. missed that pen, but. Yeah. So I just didn't really want to save it. Either. Yeah, it kind of hit him and went I wide. It was... I, honestly, I, I don't even think he tried. It just hit, like, exactly like he hit him. He stood still. Yeah. Are you but, big into YouTube? Um, not so. I mean, I, I I don't really have time to watch. I don't. I don't really, if I'm got my spare time, I'll be on like Spotify or something like that. I'll scroll TikTok or something. Yeah. Like, you'll find like your little clip that'll make you laugh or something like that. Uh, I'll, I can scroll on there for ages. Yeah. As long as something funny, I can scroll for there right. for ages. Nice. Right. So you're on four so far. Let's try yeah. and get you two more. Right. So number nine, Hassan Sunny. That's a goalkeeper. He I don't is a goalkeeper. Yeah. He is a Singapore goalkeeper <laughs> and Alvarez. What's the, what's the normal score they get on these? Yeah, it's like six or seven. Five, six. It's, like, it's all 50-50. Right, we're going for above average then. Right. So number 10, we're going to finish on Callum Whitworth. Cal the Dragon. That That's, is Cal yeah, the Dragon. Good, I thought I'd throw you as That's well. That's good. Good, mate. Six out of ten. You're happy with that? I've got to be happy with that. Oh, I, I, we started having a bit of there, and yeah. I was thinking, oh, I should have got these by now. Yeah. That Mr. Beast one's threw me off. I'm not happy with that, but... Uh, yeah, I'll take that above Six average. Six out of ten is good, have seen, mate. Have you seen Colour Dragon play? Oh, yeah, I have. What are yeah. your thoughts on this one, then? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, obviously, it's all a bit... He he yeah. thinks he's obviously a lot better yeah, than he is, I, but I, I fully admire it that he yeah. just goes out, obviously, the, and The, co- and the confidence is major, isn't it? Exactly, I'm, yeah. It was just like during the lockdown thing, we saw, like, oh, I'm better than Jordan Pickford. I was like... Yeah. That's the that's, sort of thing that very controversial, makes I mean. it controversial, yeah. but then, like... The stick that he received yeah. in the, the YouTube match yeah, was unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say it like, vote no one. I believe he's on the spectrum to an extent. Yes, he is, so, yeah. um, I, like, there's loads of people commenting like stuff online without realizing, like, taking that in, stepping back and realize, right, okay, he's a content creator, but he's a person as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, people find that hard to like understand as like to levels, but I mean. The confidence is unreal. I mean, he does stuff for clicks, and I mean, as soon as I can get a proper laugh out of I'm it, like, but like you play, he's playing us like a garden bin or something like that, and I mean, like he's he's won like seven nil and like celebrating. I was like, unreal. That's unreal. Like he's celebrating his garden by himself. I love it. I'm, Wait, all, I'm like, all on board his, for his it. Little fire emojis. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you've got to laugh he's got, it. It's really got, good. Get some in his hair. I mean, like whatever you do, you do. But I mean, like I couldn't do it myself, so I admire your confidence. Yeah. Right, well done on the quiz, but I want to crack straight on with some glove talk now. Yeah. Uh, I'm a proper glove geek, as you can tell. Yeah. So what gloves do you wear? I um, say gloves. Let, let's yeah. correct this <laughs> Glove, it's not plural, glove, is it? Yeah. Uh, we brought some pairs along just for a comparison. But uh, yeah, I mean, amputee football, I don't need one glove, really. So I mean, like having a second glove on this time would be fairly useless. I mean, there's no point. So uh, um, on, on to my gloves. Uh, I'm always an Adidas guy. Um, we had like an exclusive deal with like, you've got to be like Adidas, like yep. boots, Adidas gloves. So like... Okay, like I, I've kind of like grew up with it now, I and mean, like even when we're not part of this like exclusive deal with Adidas, I still kind of tend to choose Adidas. It's what I know. Yep. But um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I think the the latex on Adidas gloves. I just want to show people the comparison of uh, yeah. the wear. And tear. <laughs> obviously, a brand new glove. Yeah. Yeah, never use. I have a guess which side I, I yeah, don't have. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but like, obviously, the pitches that you're playing on mm-hmm. is it Asher turf mainly? Um, it depends where you're at, like in the world. I mean, like. Obviously, like the your high funding places tend to have like your perfect grass pitches, and yep. um, whereas like in England we tend to have more like your 4Gs and stuff like that. And we normally train on 4G, play on grass, which is maybe a little bit backwards, but uh, I don't know. We do it in England there because you're currently in the the 1.0s. Yeah, yeah, right. And 
obviously their latex is the softest yeah. latex. Yeah. And that's what I, I wondered, obviously, if you play a lot on AstroTurf, because the, yeah. the 2.0s are a bit more harder wearing for yeah, AstroTurf yeah. and um, stuff like that. These are 2.0s, huh? Yeah, these are the 2.0s. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, it's just a mix and match, really. I, I, I prefer to, like, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm not more of, like, a like this certain latex. I'm more of, like, always, always a fit. I'll always have something, like, I like having something, like, high up my wrist. I like being, like, fully secure in my glove. Um, so, honestly, I'm, I'd more uh, be more, uh, more worried about the looks yep. and the feel of it, because if I bought the glove, if I, if I use it, um, it's because I like it. So I've got absolutely no problem in wearing any of them. Yep. And, and that's why you're, like you said, you stick to Adidas. It's what yeah, you know yeah. and love. I, I'm the same. I stick yeah. to cells. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've done it my whole career. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. I've, I've got Mix happy. and matching's a bit crazy, isn't that, it? Exactly. Some keepers do like doing yeah. it or they'll trial out gloves and white out a pair of gloves and yeah. try another brand. And obviously you find ones that you are more suited yeah, to. Exactly. Different cut styles. Uh, have you ever tinkered with um, stuff like that? Honestly, I've, I've thought about it so many times. I've looked at it and like, think like, oh, like I'm, Let's have a look at that. One, one, I think I've more been bought like um like what, I I or you I watched it. Uh, you use spines, don't you? Yes. I, I'm I'm completely against it. I remember I did it was like from the start of my career because like always your first pair of gloves always have a pair of spines and always. like like you're like you're like Sundico and stuff like that. And I remember trying them and I was like thought like what is going on? Like yeah. I hate like I like being like fully like moving around like I have all my freedom. So I mean as soon as I got to the point I took I took spines and I was like not never again. But uh, whatever. Is that like what you did, like like when you're growing up? Yeah, like, I, I watched Edwin van der Sar and yeah. Jay Given, and like they all wore spines. It yeah, was the, just a they, they were like classic nightclubs. And then, they? so I went for a, uh, as I started playing myself in the first team, I, mm-hmm. I, I stopped wearing spines. I would wear obviously just yeah. normal sales gloves, yeah. uh, roll finger gloves, and uh, I broke a couple of fingers and then yeah. started training again in finger saves. And I, I literally, I can do the whole of preseason in mm-hmm. normal gloves and then as soon as the season starts like my mindset will go go back to what it's you know time, yeah. Yeah. yeah and so it's not it's not down to finger strength it's just mm-hmm. I'm used to that yeah, it's exactly, just what exactly. I'm happiest in yeah, it, it, it's more important to be like not like just comfortable like you, you understand the yeah. glove like it's not something like it's new it's not something like thinking like oh I don't know what's going to happen here it's like you might as well keep it regimented. That's it, yeah. Gloves is such an amazing, like, uh, important part of your game especially as a goalkeeper one of the biggest uh, so there's no point in tinkering something for like oh, this might might be better. Yeah. If you're already performing at a high level in what you know, what's the point of changing it for have a you small got, chance? Have you got any weird superstitions with your gloves? Um, what? Uh, not, not honestly, not even major. Yeah. I always have my gloves. Um, personalized Jack. Jack Love was one that. of my close friends who he he died unfortunately. So I always have him on my gloves. Yeah. Like I say, I like I'll always like be there, be there in like big moments and stuff like that. So like I I like that uh, touch. But in regards, like I don't, I don't like some people like um. Like I, I used to know Gobi that absolutely soaked his glove. Like he'd, before he'd go up for the game, he'd r- run his tubs and uh, gloves under the tap and like soak them. And it's like oh, like I like get like moving like proper glove. Like I couldn't couldn't get on board with him. Like you do you. But have you seen anything that's like yeah, outrageous? Th- there are some things uh, we've talked on the show before about like the Vaseline on. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I saw that. But I, it does I, work only yeah. in extremely wet yeah. conditions. It does ruin your gloves. But like mm-hmm. yeah, some keepers love really wet gloves. <clears throat> Some goalkeepers wear new gloves every day. Yeah. Um, but I find that strange. Privileged position, that. Yeah, that is a privileged position. <laughs> yeah. I'm not lucky enough to be yeah. like that. And I, I actually wouldn't like that. Yeah, no, it, I know. I think once you get a feel of it, once you get a feel of a glove, yeah. I think I feel like going back to like a stiff, it's not exactly stiff to be fair, but I mean, uh, like your fresh out the packet glove, like the feel of the latex is always class. Like yeah. you always get like a sticky latex on it. Um, 
But then apart from that, like I like getting like your hormone view glow. Like it starts to mold to your finger. It does, yeah. I think that's a feeling that you can like. Yeah. But, but then again, you use them for too long and they go baggy or the, yeah, the latex exactly. isn't as yeah. good. So gloves do need to be changed. Have you ever yeah. thought about having them custom built to you to suit your um, specs? I, I thought about it. Like I, I was getting like custom boots and I was thinking like, you know what? Maybe it's about time to like think about my, my hand as well, my, my one and only. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I didn't think it, it never really crossed my mind. Um, I thought... I thought for a maybe small time, I thought like I looked around on the internet, I thought like, well, I might have a look at this, but uh, nah, not, not again. Yourself? Uh, no, I haven't actually had any custom specs. Well, no. obviously, I have got the spines in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So every now and then, I'll, if I've got work, like two bad fingers, I'll just wear yeah. them ones in or yeah. I'll change what, how I wear them. But no, I, I'm quite, I like white boots, white gloves, like yeah, I'm, I'm basic. I'm, I mean, I'm very, I'm very similar. White, yeah. white gloves, black boots. Yep. Uh, I, I want to talk to you as well about uh, your kit. Obviously, yeah. you're saying that your your arm is tucked in. Yeah, yeah. Is that a custom kit then that um, you have to have it tucked in? Or is... I, I think originally it was, and I think for some other teams it, it is like. But ours is that ours are literally just. I I have short sleeves with my uh, goalie kit because I like having like a, a skin underneath it, yeah. and then like a short sleeve cap. I think it looks nice. Yeah. Um. So like, it's very just a small sleeve just tucked inside the shirt. Yeah. And um, there'll probably be a photo on the internet somewhere, like yeah. on my Instagram or something like that. Um. Where it's. It, to be fair, you won't even notice it. Like it, it generally just looks like there's not a sleeve there. So yeah. aesthetically, it's it's not a problem. But does that interfere with your body movements? Um, to start with, like, um, I trained with, with my arm just outside because that's what, like the balance. I thought that's like that's normal. normal. But then like the rule came in and like you got to be inside your shirt. Let's just keep it fair. Which I understand the rule. As in, like, if someone loses their arm up here, I have an advantage over them. Yeah. As in, I've got an extra area. I've got an extra like even like to jump up on like to make a recovery serve. Um, but I've. I, I've adapted to it now, as in, like, if I train for so long, I'm, gonna, I'm eventually going to, like, uh, get used to it. Yeah. But um, to start with very much so, as in, like, especially, your, like, body position, you're thinking, like, I'm losing all the... If I'm going a lot of like, range. right here, I'm losing all this range across my chest. So, I mean, you've got to, like, have a proper spring. It's, like, I, I value my game more and like, agility, my speed, and, like, you know, like your, your camera says, some people there yeah. say. But um, that's, like, more of my style, um, as in, like, very springy about the area and stuff like that, so... Uh, it's something I've adapted to, and I've something I really model my game on, like your your reaction across the save, and like incorporating the fact that you're losing this room. But I mean, in amateur football strikers know, like strikers know, like you go into that side, like they want that side. But I mean, they understand that goalkeepers can get there. Like, yeah. like if I if I used to take a penalty versus me, and I had one arm and no arm this side, you'd think, right, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna go that side, easy penalty scored. But I mean, like I've adapted to that. I, I know, can imagine, yeah, yeah I, I know this is this is a side might be seen as a weakness. Where I definitely would say like I've got absolutely no problem going that side, no problem going that side, no matter where it is. I've I've been more than comfortable to make those ever. Do you also notice that though with the outfielders that are on crutches mm-hmm. that if they've got like they're obviously if they're right legged, yeah, uh, do they have a preference in their it, shooting type? Honestly, nah. Um, I know I'm, I'm I'm a big uh, nerd on penalties. Like I will watch a lot of penalties and Not say bad. like it's like oh he's run up, he's going here. Like he's very short run up, he's very narrow, something like that. But you can kind of see it on the penalties as well because um. If you can imagine, like, um, say you've you've lost your leg and you're trying to go outside the boot onto the other side, and I can see his run ups very straight because, like, the outside of the boot is quite an important shot in amateur football. I think he's definitely going to hit the outside of the foot here, yep. but he's not going to go outside the foot back on himself. Not a chance. So I'm pretty confident that he's going to go there. So I I always I've I've got loads of stuff at home where like even like before games I'll have a little look, um, and I know this guy goes there. If he goes apparently, I know exactly where he goes. Yep. So. Yeah. So, so you'll be studying like the analysis side yeah. of it if he's got a preference of yeah, like, how they it, shoot. Because yeah. that's what I wonder. Obviously, I, I love studying penalties mm-hmm. and I do look at like the way that a penalty taker plants his foot. Yeah. Because 
if they plant their foot in a certain way, it normally points the way yeah. they're kicking yeah, or of course. the way they throw their arm. Is it is that sort of thing that you can break down and go, yeah. if their crutches are in a certain position, yeah, I, I, their body is closed yeah, and I mean, they can only shoot that way? Absolutely. I mean, like if someone's fit, crutches are facing this way, the chance of them having the ability to then put it this way, yep. it, it's on them. Like yep. that's, a, that's a much harder shot for them to deliver, especially if someone's looking like they're nervous or it's like a high stakes uh, yep. situation. The chance of them wrapping it back on themselves in a harder technique's not not great. So I'll take my chances. I'll go this side. Yep. Uh, if that's what it's going to be, but there's loads of things you can do every time. Like if you see a big straight run up, you're thinking, I'm just going to wait. I'm, I'll wait. I'll wait around. Or if it does a really short run up, I'm just like, I'll stand on my feet and I'm going to wait for this guy. Yeah. But um, uh, I'm, I'd always back myself on a penalty. Yeah. Like, we've had many penalty shootouts, and uh, I think we've, in my career, I think I've only lost one, which is an FA Cup final. But we won't speak about that. <laughs> uh, have, you, have you taken a pen? Can you take no, pens? No. So goalkeepers aren't actually allowed to lo- leave the area. Even though I would absolutely back myself on a penalty, yeah. Um, but no, nah, but I still favour myself in the penalty situation. If someone asked me to take a penalty, I would slot that. Answer. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously, like you're saying, that you look up yeah. to Jordan Pickford, who yeah. is actually really good on penalties. Yeah, I know. I think, but like you say about his mentality, is yeah. he will try and get in people's heads. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, and he does a lot of study. And obviously, mm-hmm. Martin Margaret's and the goalie coach at England's got him to like, have the on the yeah. bottle, the the yeah, names and the. He saw it recently in the Liverpool game. Did you watch it? Yeah, he, yeah. he's got it fully on his side, yeah. like the fully printed of it. Bit risky that I would, yeah. I would, if I was like one of the players, like the ball boys, you think like get that away. I won't, that. won't be a fan of that, but uh, well, it is what it is. You also, I, I think now that teams will start going against that now because they yeah. know that he's studying them, he's got them written down in his goal. Mm-hmm. And if, if you know that Mo Salah goes eight times to his left and he's never been to his right, the first mm-hmm. thing I'd do is like, as a goalie, you're thinking it's got to go that way, yeah. Then. But if you're Mo Salah, you change yeah, direction. Exactly. But then, but then you've got to mess in like he normally goes that side. That's his, that's his side. Yeah, yeah. Maybe practice it. Maybe have that for like six, seven years that you always go that side. Always. You, through your research on like your, you showing that you know where he goes, you've had to change his regiment. You've had to change his system, which is you've got in their massive head of benefit. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. And also, I think that you would know in that moment if you've watched enough of their penalties to go, their run up's different now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could like last minute just have that quick change yeah. and go, tell you what, I'm going to edge my bits. Yeah. It, it's very much a penalties are always in favor of the attacker. Yeah, they I are. Mean, if you make a save, it's unreal. But like, if you don't make a save, as much as like a goalkeeper, you think like, oh, could have saved that. Yeah. But you're not, you're not always in the favour. But if there's anything you can do to slightly lean the odds more in your favour. They're all here for it, aren't they? Yep. Uh, right. And I want to go on to some training stuff now. Yeah. And uh, obviously, training is must be heavily adapted mm-hmm. to suit you. And I all, guess yeah. Uh, the the scenarios that you find yourself in. Yeah. Do you obviously using your other arm? Yeah. Like getting up off the ground um, when, when it's strapped into your shirt. Do you still find that you use it? I, obviously, you can try. Like, I, I think I'm a little bit of a, a bad for it. As in, like, when I'm, like, the quick reaction, saving the balls, like, there's bodies about, like, I'll, I'll maybe, like, like, lean down on my elbow. Yeah. But I mean, like, traditionally, not allowed to. Yeah. It's got to be, like, a lot of, like, leg work. Like, if you look at me, like, I'll, I'll jump up really quickly. Yeah. And it's not, not, instead of, like, like a scramble upwards or, like, shift to the other side, I'll, like, work, like, leg work, like, flip back upwards or, like, I'll use like my fist to like get back up. I don't have yeah. damage or latex yeah. or nothing. But yeah, it, it's a lot of like different ways. And like you, you would normally just tradition. What would you do? Like uh, two yeah. arm plant or plant, like maybe yeah, one plant two hands, yeah. or you do the spin. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, me, I'd, I'd say I need to keep this hand free at all times. And yeah. this, I'm going to make saves with this. So I, I need to try use my legs. Can I get my uh, one of my feet underneath me and push me away? And um, that sort of thing. So there's definitely stuff you got to train to adapt for. for obviously not be able to do a certain technique. Yeah, and that's one of the things that obviously I, I find really fascinating yeah. is the way that you you probably get used to making more spread blocks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously, it's obviously one and safe. Yeah. But, uh, there'll be like no crosses in a game. Yeah, and, and especially the, um, 
the leg saves, I'm like, I'm, I'm big on my leg saves. I'll, yeah. I'll always say like, if I can make it out of my leg, I'm going to make it out of my leg. And like, I, I think my goalie coach always says, um, like, why do you do so many leg saves? And I was like, but it works. Like, yeah, it always works. Yeah. Especially because I've got a prosthetic leg. And if I make a leg save, it's going. Like, it's pretty much a clearance. Yeah. Uh, like, the ball gets blasted in. And it, like, I'm making a leg save to the halfway line. It's class. <laughs> like, it looks like it looks like I've cleared a ball. Yeah. Like, we, we had one recently in a League Cup final against Everton. And the cross, like, a shot came in. And I've uh, I've stepped out and made a leg save. And it went to the other keeper. I mean, that's unreal. I've made a clearance with my leg yeah. as a save. Yeah. So, I mean, th there's disadvantages and advantages. But, I mean, I've, I've used my prosthetic leg to have... I've done real advantage over someone. No, exactly that. And that's one of the things that I, I'm really fascinated yeah. with is how you train for that. But like a normal day warm-up for me, we'd do a bit of handling. Yeah. Yours is totally like straight into shot stopping and yeah. agility work and diving. And Yeah, we, we do a we do a little bit like we tend to do um like your, your short pass and then we'll build the range out yeah. a bit more. And it straightens like your handling and stuff like that. And then normally get the first team in and get involved. Maybe the subs involved yep. and um, get the shot stopping. But obviously... you. As a goalkeeper, going to get more people like realistically. Well, England, England are a good team, so we're not going to get absolutely peppered during the game. We're not going to get like twenty shots against us. Yep. So realistically, you've just got to be adapted and ready for that. Like maybe three, four opportunities that come around at you. Yeah. Um, for that you're switched on to make themselves. Uh, and how critical are you of yourself as a goalkeeper? Oh, I, I think you can. You, you you're always you can always be yourself's number one fan, and you're always going to be yourself's number one critic. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely say I'm in both. I'll, I'll always back myself in any situation. But if something goes wrong, I'm the first to know that I could have done better. Yep. Especially when I hold myself to just such a high standard, I know that if someone's went in, I feel like I could have done better. I'll, I always know that. Yeah. Um, and there's a, like there's recently there was a actually a goal in Poland, and I mean the goal was unbelievable. Like, but um, like he's um, the balls came into him, he's chested it, and bicycle kicked it on his crutches. Like, did you see the Pushkas goal? Yes. Um, it's very similar to that, but I'd, I'd say better personally. Um, and I've made a save out the top corner and I've pushed it onto the bar and then he's just scored the rebound. But I'd say like, if I if I leapt a, a little bit earlier, if I've got a stronger hand tack, there's no chance of a rebound. But the fact yeah. that you've made a world-class yeah, save, exactly. you're writing that yeah, bit off. Exactly, but like, especially when it goes viral. Like yeah. you'll see, you'll see. Oh, like, I've seen this goal everywhere now. I'm I'm absolutely sick of seeing it. Yeah. But, uh, I, oof. Uh, Scoreboard, scoreboard gone. It, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but especially when you see something, you're like, oh, you're like I'm overanalyzing it. You're like, couldn't have done anything more. I can blame on a defender, but like you're always no deep down if you've done something or yeah. if you feel like you could have done better, you'll know. Yeah, you've got so much enthusiasm for your goalkeeper, <laughs> haven't you? Yeah. you? You absolutely love it as well. Yeah, it's, it's so good to see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got to enjoy football. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not just like uh, something that earns you money or it's something like you say, like to your pals that you do. You've got to enjoy, you've got to enjoy the sport. I mean, if you're getting up at what stupid times to go travel to places and stuff <laughs> to, like that. To come on a podcast yeah, and talk exactly. about it and that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you've got to have a love for it, otherwise you're rapidly going to fall out. Yeah. fall out of like enjoyment of the sport I mean it's not exactly the path you want to be on what do you see is next for you in your career obviously you're trying to help grow the sport and, yeah. and you're developing your own skills but at such a night young age at 19 you've got a, a very level head on your shoulders <laughs> so like I, I can see that you're so passionate about mm -hmm. the actual sport and uh, making it work and making it grow yeah. and do, do you see yourself developing those skills and yeah. trying to help with those sorts yeah I, I, I like all these like major opportunities and like um public speaking stuff like that so I mean like any situation I can get myself into and like um, like grow the sport or, like even like grow myself I mean I'm all on board for it um, in regards to like my football like you want to win everything don't you yeah. like the, there's not a tournament that, that goes by that I'm like I don't want to win uh, I'm playing the Champions League next month in Malaga and I mean like I'll go to the exact same uh, attitude to that I mean like if I'm playing it I want to win it like you don't want to go, go in your career and think oh I've won these amount of Premier Leagues these amount of FA Cups 
but I didn't get this. So if there's any opportunities I can get to win the trophies that I want to win, that's it's always what I'm going to yeah. go for. No, uh, I've even just chatting to you for briefly. I find you really inspirational, and Thank you. you've got a massive passion for it. Like I said before, but like the the way that you you you've adapted, you've made the most out of every situation that you mm -hmm. do get, and, you, and you're open to new things. It, it's really refreshing. Thank you. Um, I, I think it is what it is. Like, I mean, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and have two hands. Uh, it's just you, you've got to accept what you've got. Like the cards have been dealt. I can't. I, I could just sit around and feel sorry for myself and not be able like the person I am or I could go make the most of it. I mean, there's people in worse situations than me. Um, so I think you've all got to accept what position you're in. Um, I'm quite lucky in my regards. Obviously, I, I spoke about before. I didn't have the traumas. I didn't have the cancer, stuff like that. I could be much worse. So it's for me to sit around and not make the best of what I've got. It's just a waste of time, really, isn't it? Yeah, I love that, mate. Uh, right. And finally, I always ask and finish on this yeah. question, but what does the goalkeepers union mean to you? The goalkeepers unit, it, it's a, it's like a social aspect to me as well. It's not just like obviously making you better, but like there's so many situations you can relate to. As in like, if I'm telling a striker what what um what's going on, he won't he won't have a clue in regards to goalkeeping. But if I'm telling the goalkeeper, <laughs> he, he knows the crack. Like what was going out earlier than everyone else. I can't even relate to that. I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah, the goalkeepers unit is such, such an important part of like even like your internet as well. Like you get like you don't get a right back dedicated page there. You don't get a a centre mid dedicated page but you've obviously got your goalkeepers got your goalkeeper content so yeah I love it yeah uh, speaking about content just one more yeah. thing you you clearly love a little bit of like uh, the, the content side yeah, and, yeah. Uh, have you ever thought about doing your own YouTube channel I, I, honestly it's something I'm thinking about at the moment um, especially like in the age of TikTok and there's always like uh, in the age of like um, you can get a comment anywhere uh, and obviously in disability sport people, some people are going to take, take, take the nick in it yeah. like you'll always get a quote number two foot but it's like one to second like oh, <laughs> yeah. zero star weak foot something like that I mean like but like stuff like that engagement uh, it's something I'm interested in I think, I think at some point or another I'm going to go into like your, your content creation and stuff like that because I enjoy it I I don't mind speaking to a camera. I don't yeah. mind speaking to someone. I, I so, think uh, you should. I think you'd be yeah. an absolute natural yeah. uh, Hopefully one day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you should. I think you should do it. Why, why can't you do like uh, yeah. the GoPro and the Gold right now? Yeah, yeah. The audience that you would get and uh, the inspiration that you'd give other people to, to enjoy the sport coming back yeah. here, I think you'd probably find that you get a, a really big following yeah. really quickly, by the way. Yeah. I've, I've, to be fair, like the England page, I've had like a lot of clicks in regards to like just even just saves of like me or like me being me, like me chatting on the camera, me being a little bit cocky or something like that. So, I mean, it's definitely something I want to explore in the future. So, I won't write it off, and uh, thanks for not being the only person that thinks it. <laughs> no, watch this space. I think you've got. I think you've got a huge career ahead of you, you, not just in the sport, but in the social media yeah. aspect of it, mate. You can see you going really far. I really appreciate. it. Thank you. Right, uh, thank you for coming on, Tom yeah. Atkinson. This been has been a pleasure. class episode, mate. I've proper buzzed yeah. off it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, thank you, and uh, good luck for the season. Yeah. Good luck for the, uh, the championships and everything like yeah, that, mate. Absolutely. Thank you. You too. Best of luck for the season. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. Right, this has been the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Top, top guest, by the way, Tom Atkinson. Absolutely buzzing off that. 
Uh, massive thank you to my sponsors, uh, Mito Red Light and also Forged Irish Stout. They help us grow behind the scenes a lot more than other people would really see. Please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Tom Atkinson, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. You too. What a save from Mark Howard.